0: Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 14th of September. In your Squiz today, another hit for Qantas, mudslinging in the referendum debate, Serena's claim on another title and a swift victory at the VMAs. This is your Squiz today. Australia's High Court delivered another blow to Qantas yesterday. The seven High Court justices unanimously ruled that the airline had illegally outsourced nearly 1,700 jobs, mostly baggage handlers, at 10 airports during the pandemic.
1: This stems from Qantas dismissing the workers in November 2020. They said they had a 90% fall in business thanks to COVID and the layoffs were necessary to keep the company afloat and as a result it contracted three multinational companies to carry out that work. But the Transport Workers Union took Qantas to court for unfair dismissal and the airline had already lost that case twice before in the federal court when it launched this high Court appeal in May last year and yesterday the High Court rejected Qantas' appeal. Qantas says that it accepts that decision and it's apologised to the baggage handlers, also the cleaners and the other ground staff who were affected by that decision.
0: And to get at what this case was about, Claire, the union accused Qantas of removing the staff to avoid industrial action in their upcoming wage negotiations. The union says that was a breach of the Fair Work Act.
1: Yeah, and the courts agreed with that, and the case is now the biggest example of unfair dismissal in Australia's history. And probably another thing to note is that there have been a lot of customer complaints about Qantas's service over the last couple of years, late flights, cancelled flights, missing bags, all that kind of thing. A lot of those issues have been linked to the airline's contracted workforce. And as for what happens now, the transport union's national secretary is Michael Kane. He's urged the new Qantas boss, Vanessa Hudson, to pay compensation to the sacked workers ASAP. Some
0: reports reckon that payout could add up to more than $200 million, but it'll have to be worked out in court first. And that's not it. What happened yesterday has also renewed calls for the Qantas chairman, Richard Goiter, and other board members to resign. Time flies when there's a national vote coming up, Claire. It's only a month until Aussies have their say in the Voice to Parliament referendum and it's probably fair to say that the campaign is getting quite tense on both sides.
1: Yep, time does fly when there's a referendum in our future. <laughs> uh, and what you're referencing is prominent Yes campaigner Professor Marcia Langton. She is seeking legal advice over a social media post from Coalition leader Peter Dutton. She says that it misquotes her. Uh, it comes from an event in West in Australia over the weekend that Langton was speaking at and she talked about the arguments of the no case coming down to base racism and sheer stupidity. She says that she wasn't talking about voters, if they do vote no, but rather the tactics of the no campaign. Uh, Meanwhile, Dutton yesterday called the voice referendum, and this is the quote, a disaster dividing families and our nation.
0: That's not where the mudslinging ended, though. Attorney General Mark Dreyfus said, no claim is too outlandish, no claim is too sinister for Dutton. But if you want a calm space for referendum information, look no further than our Ask the Squiz series. It's factual and opinion-free, and we answer your questions about the voice and the referendum. We've just released episode two today, so you can find that in your podcast feed. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un met up with Russia's President Vladimir Putin yesterday. It was a highly anticipated face-to-face meeting, and for many international news nerds out there, there was plenty to come out of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and no doubt plenty of commentary still to come as people try to come to grips with this very unusual meeting. (laughs) Uh, The North Korean leader is notoriously reclusive, so it's a big deal for him to even leave the country. Uh, He was pictured yesterday touring a rocket launch site in Russia's far east with Vladimir Putin Uh, and he even asked questions about the size and the power of the largest rocket. He clearly had his eyes on that. (laughs) Uh, It was a good location for the two to meet because Kim wants Russia's help with launching satellites and that's something that Putin yesterday said that they would do. Uh, There's no word though on a weapons deal and the experts reckon that maybe that's something that they won't announce.
0: As for Kim, he said, we will always support the decisions of President Putin. And if you're wondering how Russia can do business with North Korea, given the extensive international restrictions that are put in place, the Kremlin said the UN sanctions will not hinder the ties between the nations. A doping scandal rocked the world of tennis yesterday. Simona Halep has been found guilty of blood doping and banned for four years, and that's led her former rival, Serena Williams, to claim that she was robbed of an eighth Wimbledon title.
1: Yeah. And if you're wondering what blood doping is, it's an illicit method of improving athletic performance. Basically, what they do is artificially boost the blood's ability to bring oxygen to the muscles. So that's what they've pinged her for. Um, Williams, though, was beaten by Hallett back in 2019. If she had won that Wimbledon title, she would have drawn level with Aussie Margaret Court. She had that record of 24 Grand Slam titles. That's a record that Novak just equaled with his win in the US Open on Monday. So it's one of those really great titles that Serena really wanted to get to. Um, There's no evidence, though, that Halep was doping that far back. Her positive test was from the US Open last year, but Williams certainly isn't backwards in coming (laughs) forwards about what she thinks about it all.
0: And for her part, Halep is appealing the ban, but the International Tennis Integrity Agency says that it's confident in its final findings. are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. Claire, the perfect job for Swifties has opened up in the US. One outlet has advertised for a Taylor Swift reporter. That's the journo's entire round. And I think Kate and I would be great candidates for a job share on that. (laughs)
1: Look, I am certainly not encouraging you or Kate to find (laughs) alternative employment outside of the Squiz, so I think you can sit on that. Uh, And, look, I don't know that we really have enough bandwidth for a full Swift report (laughs) here at the Squiz, but we do have a lot of Taylor Swift content, that's for sure. Um, This reporter, though, would have lots to write about if uh, yesterday was anything to go by. Um, She has made history. Again, she took home nine MTV video music, Awards. Um, That equaled the record for the most anyone has received in one go. And it's really all about her Midnight's album. Um, She won Artist of the Year, Album of the Year, Video of the Year and Song of the Year with Antihero.
0: The VMAs are always a bit of a mixed bag. Shakira became the first South American to win the coveted Video Vanguard Award. That's despite lip syncing her awards performance, which set the internet alight yesterday. But if you'd like to check out the Red Carpet Gallery, I'll pop a link to it in the episode notes today. Squeeze the day, Claire. Is anything on the
1: agenda? Look, I reckon the one to look out for is employment data, which is out from the Bureau of Statistics today. Uh, Our unemployment rate is very low at the moment, but our economy is a bit slow. So we'll have to see where that lands this morning.
0: And that wraps us up today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow.